everybody, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. It's your host, Katie Zaccardi, and I'm excited to dive into today's episode. Today, I really want to talk about what I think is honestly the key to success. We've been talking a lot about social media on here, and I think it's really important to acknowledge that whether we're talking about social media or just business in general, strategy is important, but it's not everything. And what can often make or break your success, knowing that success is also subjective and it's going to look different for every person, but knowing what can sort of make or break reaching your goals is mindset and really taking care of yourself. And so I want to talk a little bit about that on today's episode, especially when it does come to social media, but also when it comes to being an entrepreneur in general, it can be a lot. (laughs) It is not always easy to navigate the emotional aspect that comes with being an entrepreneur. And I honestly think it's funny. The the idea for this episode came from TikTok that I made. I was going through my drafts today, just kind of like seeing what I had in there, reorganizing my TikTok drafts because that's what I do. I'm a little crazy. And, um, I found this video that I made where I was talking about how I think that being an entrepreneur, you either end up being one of two things, either evil or a better person than you were before. (laughs) Uh, Dare I say a good person. But um, so hopefully I'll probably post that TikTok the day this episode goes live. So you'll see it. But I went on to say, and that's what I want to talk about more here, that it is quite hard to navigate being an entrepreneur because there's a lot of things that come with it. And I'll give the caveat that I always give that if you're a musician, you are an entrepreneur. So it can be hard to navigate the roller coaster of emotions, the highs and lows, the ups and downs. Um, You know, things don't always go how you want. You don't always reach your goals. Sometimes uh, things are just hard or you get rejected or you have to put yourself out there or your art out there in a really vulnerable way. And that's not always easy. And so, I'm not talking about this because (laughs) I'm trying to like manifest all those things or say that it always has to be hard, but rather just to acknowledge the reality that I think that it's unfair when people and coaches uh, and other entrepreneurs or musicians or whoever it is that you might be looking up to kind of only talk about the good aspects of things because it can feel like you don't have anyone to go to or you don't know how to support yourself when things aren't so good. And it's normal for things to not be perfect all the time. It's normal to not have like toxic positivity and just be like, everything's fine, even if it's not fine. And it's normal as an entrepreneur to have these highs and lows. Now, it doesn't mean that the lows are so, so low, but it also has to do with how you handle it. Like what makes a low really, really low versus like something that you can come back from is how you handle it. It's how you navigate through it and how you approach it. And that's why working on yourself is so, so important. And as I sort of started to say on social media, I think that this is really relevant because we can often get caught up in like the views, you know, or I want this many views or this many followers. And if I'm not getting that, it means X, Y, Z, right? Fill in the blank. Maybe you feel it means that you're not worthy or that nobody likes you or that your content sucks or that your music sucks um, or that, you know, the universe just doesn't want you to be successful. Like we can, as humans, tend to put meaning to things that don't always 
have a meaning (laughs) or they just are. And when you do the work on yourself, when you are taking care of yourself and your mindset, it can be a lot easier to see things as just being, as opposed to putting a negative or even a positive uh, twist on everything such that it's affecting how you feel emotionally, your validation and things like that. So this is something that I've been personally working on for quite a long time, almost a year. Uh, I've been doing a lot of personal work. I've spoken a little bit about it on the podcast before where I've done like energy healing and, and things like that to continue to work with my mind and my body to overcome it. But it is a journey and I just wanted to talk on today's episode about a few things that you can do to make sure that you are doing that, whatever you want to call it, like personal development work, mindset work. I just call it like personal work, (laughs) internal work, right? Um, So that you are feeling your best because if you can feel your best and if you are taking care of yourself, then you're going to better be able to handle stress. You're going to better be able to um, navigate harder situations. And you're also going to be able to know and trust that your worth and the feelings that you want to create in life are yours to create. And it's not based on external validation and um, views or, or comments or anything like that. While still acknowledging that, like, again, we're humans. And so if things dip, it can kind of stink. But it's all about how you react to it and how you feel about it and just trying to keep yourself in the best place possible so that you can navigate through. Okay, so I want to start by talking about body as opposed to mind, and then we'll move to mind. I think that making sure that you are starting and ending your day in a way that is grounding you uh, and keeping you uh, not stressed (laughs) is super important. Now, personally, I'm not a huge fan of really, really lengthy morning routines. Like, I just like to dive into my morning, and I think there's a lot of people out there who will kind of preach that like you have to wake up at 5 a.m. and then you have to meditate for an hour and then you have to do all this stuff and you have to have this alone time but you also have to be doing all this all these things and like if you don't do that then you don't have like a millionaire you know morning success blah 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 I don't believe in that (laughs) I really don't believe in that I don't think that you have to do all this crazy shit in order to stay well or in order to set yourself up for success in the morning However, you do need to figure out what your mind and body need most to set yourself up for success in the morning. So for instance, for me, I've definitely noticed that like the longer I sit in bed and scroll and reach for my phone first thing and just like, scroll again, um, the more my nervous system feels frazzled throughout the day. So if I can just um, you know, try to avoid my phone in the morning, like get up as quickly as possible out of bed, Usually I will put a podcast on while I like brush my teeth, um, do some gua sha or lymphatic drainage. And then I literally like throw clothes on, go for a walk with my dog around the block, come back, make breakfast. So that's my morning routine. It's really, really simple. But for me, the key in it to making it a quote unquote success is just trying to avoid that immediate scroll and like diving into work immediately because I could like the second I wake up I could be answering emails like immediately but it's not really good for me because it it also immediately sends my body into this like frazzled uh, nervous system state and I know that my nervous system is really sensitive so again like know you know what you need to like get up get going some people need a slower morning some people um 
need a quicker morning, like just figure out what makes the most sense for you. But I encourage you to kind of craft your morning routine. And I've talked about this on previous episodes before. So you can go back to our kind of wellness oriented days where I talked a ton about routines and and habits and, you know, stress reduction and stuff like that. But figure out what works for you and keep it simple so that you stick to it, but honor yourself so that you don't immediately send yourself into a state of stress first thing in the morning. Because if you do, then how do you think you're going to handle when things come up? How do you think you're going to react when you don't get the views you want or you don't hit the goal you want or you get an email that's like not the best news ever? You're just going to go from stressed to more stressed as opposed to being at a baseline level where you feel really calm. Um, And it's not to say that you're like zen all day, but you just feel like your nervous system is in a good place, that you are feeling strong and grounded and then you can step out to handle whatever it is that you need to handle and not go so far into the stress zone that you're not able to like think your best or show up your best or you're leading a little bit more with um, reactive emotions as opposed to really processing and staying grounded in what's happening. So I think that again starting your day is obviously really helpful for that. So is ending your day. It's also kind of the same because how you end your day affects how you start your day. At least for me, it does. I know that lately I have been sleeping so badly. And so it's really been a mission for me to figure out how to stop that. Because if I'm not winding down before bed and then I sleep badly, well, then guess what? My morning is automatically made worse because I am so much more tired and distracted and frustrated. And so then I will go to my phone or I will go to like external things to like try to fill the void (laughs) that tiredness has left me with. So it's that nightly routine that actually sets me up for success for a successful morning routine, right? So um, this is, again, another circumstance where I want you to just find what works for you. I know that for me, especially in this journey of not sleeping that well, I've been trying a lot of different things. The first thing is just going to bed at a reasonable hour. Uh, There was a period where I like couldn't I couldn't wind down. I I was going to sleep really late and it was affecting me. I don't personally do well uh, when one has to stay up late. I just, no matter, even if I get enough sleep, if I stayed up late, I just feel bad the next day. So going to bed at my normal like bedtime is important to me so that I can get a full night's rest. And then I also have been working really hard to wind down before bed. So that's again, no phone, no scrolling, extremely hard extremely hard extremely hard for me I'm not gonna lie to you guys like the whole no scrolling thing is a challenge TikTok is addicting it's a challenge but what I've been doing lately is um I just have to say thank god for Bridgerton because it literally like (laughs) just thank god (laughs) because I bought the Bridgerton books and this is something that I realized too. So I used to read before bed and I think that I was most recently reading the Outlander books which are similar to Bridgerton in that they're like period pieces and you know love stories and whatever but like they were just getting so dense that I didn't want to read it like I just really didn't want to read it I wasn't really interested in reading it anymore and so what do you think I did well I didn't read it I avoided it and so then I got out of my routine of reading before bed because I didn't want to read and so then I stopped doing it and I started scrolling and then I was like beating myself up because why am I not in this routine blah 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 then fast you know fast forward 
Bridgerton comes out. I got the Bridgerton books. They're super easy reads and very entertaining. And it made me realize that it's not, it's not about like the habit. I can't do the habit. I just can't read before bed anymore. Or I suck and I'm, I fell off the wagon. It's actually just about making sure that it works for you. And sometimes it works for you. It does not, sometimes something does not work for you because it's not fun. Okay. I say this a lot. You got to make it fun. So even if you're doing something right now that's not working, it might not be a lost cause completely. But what can you do to make it more enjoyable so that you actually stick to it? So what I've been doing is I have been reading before bed now because I've been reading books that I am more interested in reading that have kind of like re um, made me remember my joy for reading and why I like to do it and why I like to do it before bed. And it's made it a lot easier to put away my phone and then pick up a book like an hour, 45 minutes before bed, um, and then just relax in bed before I actually decide to go to sleep. So that's like the basics of my nightly routine too. Again, very simple. It's literally just, you know, I do whatever I'm doing at home. Usually I like to kind of clean up if I have the energy to. Um, some nights I don't, but usually I like to clean up, turn the lights off, like make sure everything's good in my apartment go, you know, brush my teeth, change into my pajamas, whatever it is. And then I will just turn my, um, turn my salt lamp on, lay in bed, read a little bit, then literally just go to sleep. <laughs> and I have been also trying out some supplements to help me sleep better because it's just very important to me. I was using sleep juice by Organic Olivia, which I think helped a little, but I'm not going to lie. I don't think it helped as much as I needed it to. Um, and I also, my acupuncturist gave me this new CBD thing. So I'm, you know, trying out things to make sure that my sleeping environment is good. I need to get blackout curtains too. I don't know what is going on. I just have not been sleeping well here. So I'm definitely trying to figure it out too so that I can sleep well. But that routine is really helpful for me as well because even if there are other factors that might be affecting it, if I can just commit to myself to as much as possible, like getting in bed at a reasonable hour so that I can get that full uh, night's sleep and winding down before, I always get a better sleep than when I scroll myself to sleep. So it's these very simple things that help me to feel better throughout the day so that I can better handle stress throughout the day. Because if I'm, if I'm low on sleep, you can bet my nervous system and my emotions are going to be completely frazzled. If I, you know, didn't, if I woke up and just like went immediately into stressed or a stressed state, you can bet I'm probably gonna stay like that or it's a lot harder to come out from that and it's a lot harder to handle stressful situations when they come up because you're already stressed. So from that body perspective, make sure that you're taking care of yourself and your body. Um, I would also say throughout the day, you might have like a, a day-to-day routine. Like, you know, I take my dog out for a walk around lunch and then at this time, and here's when I make dinner, here's when I eat lunch. So kind of having those breaks, I know breaks are very helpful for me as well to not scroll, to just kind of like go inward, um, to create that space. It's for, space is the biggest thing that I, th- I know that I need to be able to stay well. So figure out what that is for you. Um, figure out what keeps you feeling like you are grounded. Um, other ways I like to ground too are literally just putting my feet in grass. I didn't realize how much it affected me until I couldn't do it. Because I, I used to do this all the time. Like, I used to take breaks and just go out to the backyard and put my feet in grass. And, like, I didn't think anything of it. So people would talk about grounding. And I was like, oh, it doesn't really do anything. I don't know. 
But then when I moved into this apartment, like, there's no, there's no accessible grass. Unless I were to just, like, go in the front. In this, but it's like the city. It, it would be weird. So <laughs> I was not doing that. And I realized how badly it was affecting me. And there were a couple times where I went to a park and took my uh, shoes off and just stuck them in the grass. And I was like, holy shit. I did not realize how badly I was missing this and the difference that it actually does make. So doing stuff like that, you know, yoga. Uh, I know that's something that I am trying to commit to getting back to as well because that's really important for my mindfulness um, and body, <laughs> nervous system and mind to be able to kind of calm down and relax. Um, so whether it's exercising or um, meditating or whatever it is, whatever it looks like for you, make sure that you have those grounding practices that kind of help your mind and body kind of calm down and center so that you get that feeling like, you know, that feeling where you just feel good. I feel like I could tackle anything. I feel like I'm not really bothered. Like if good or bad news comes in, it's okay, we've got this. And so that's kind of that feeling that we want to cultivate. And in order to do that, you do have to take care of yourself. You have to have these habits. You have to make sure that you are honoring your nervous system and honoring your stress levels and that you're doing everything that you can to stay well. So that's the first part. And then the second part is mind, right? So we want that mind-body connection. We want to be honoring our mind and our body. So I've talked a ton about uh, limiting beliefs and mindset work, and I've even talked about it recently in relation to social media on the podcast. So I'm not going to be redundant and say what I've already said, but I will just say that it's, it is so important to make sure that you are minding your mindset and that you are working through any of the blocks or beliefs or stories or, or thoughts or negative thought patterns that are coming up for you that you know are not serving you, that you know are not helping you move forward, that you know are maybe sending you into sabotage or procrastination or having you feel really shitty, right? Comparing or feeling like your validation is kind of bundled up in this. I speak from experience. Again, like I used to... Um, I used to really put a lot of weight in how much money I made or, you know, how people were reacting on social media or how my videos were doing. And I'm not saying I'm cured of that (laughs) because it's always a process. And I always have new things that kind of bubble up to the surface that I have to work through so that I can make sure I'm at that place of equilibrium and neutrality where I'm not bothered and I'm not getting validation, um, or anything like that from these numbers. But Uh, whatever is coming up for you, whether it's that same thing where it's like numbers equal, you know, your (laughs) self-worth or whether it is just something else where you feel like you're comparing or you feel like you're afraid of what people will think of you if you show up on social media, whatever's coming up for you, it's super important to work through that. And I've been reading a book, um, Super Attractor by Gabrielle Bernstein. I'm not too far into it, so I won't give my thoughts yet. I'm sure I'll talk about it when I finish though. But she had this, um, other what she calls the three-step choose again method that I have been trying and I wanted to pass it along to you guys because I think that it could be another perspective that we haven't quite talked about or just like another exercise to do to work through those mindset blocks so she says the first step is notice the thought so when you find yourself stuck in negativity or fear consciously step step back you can do this by noticing your thoughts and energy are out of alignment with joy. So ask yourself, how do I feel right now? And then write down your answer to your journal. So I've been doing this also just even without a journal, just answering it. So like noticing the thought and then kind of just thinking to myself, how do I feel right now? And noticing what's come, what's been coming up. Um, I think it's really easy for us, um, well, I'll say for me, but probably for you, it's easy for humans to 
have all of these thoughts and then think that our thoughts are true or just kind of be like, ugh, I don't want to think that or ugh, I can't believe I keep thinking this and then kind of like either beat yourself up or just like ignore it but like not in a good way. Like ignore it by like pushing it down and not actually working through it. So notice your thoughts. That really is one of the biggest keys because then you can start to like work through the thought that's coming up that's not doing good things for you. Step two is to forgive the thought. So forgive yourself for being misaligned and celebrate your desire to shift. Uh, Meaning like shift that energy, shift the thought pattern. Thank your negative feelings and thoughts for showing you what you don't want and revealing what you do. Next to each negative thought that you document, write the words, thank you for revealing to me what I don't want so I can clarify what I do want. So again, whether you're writing this or not, I mean, you could also just say it out loud and be like, I noticed this thought. Thank you for clarifying and revealing to me what I don't want so I can clarify what I do want. And then step three is choose again. She says, answer this question in your journal. What is the best feeling thought I can find right now? Then ask ask the universe to guide you toward that thought. In your journal, write down this prayer or say to yourself, thank you universe for guiding my thoughts toward good feeling emotions. So she gives the example of thinking that one thought might just be, I'm open to creative possibilities of abundance. Like let's say you're struggling with money and you're trying to find, uh, you know, an escape or another thought from that thought loop. Instead of thinking, you know, I'm screwed or whatever, the, the best thing... Or overcorrecting and being like, I'm going to pay off all my debt in in one day to kind of just find the statement that feels like the best thought, the best feeling thought that you have right now. Maybe something like, I'm open to creative possibilities for abundance. So just finding what feels like realistic and the next best feeling thought. So I really have enjoyed this exercise. I feel like it was a nice change from what I was doing before and it kind of just like helped me get back into the mindset flow and to really think about uh, these things (laughs) and do it also in my head even if I don't have a notebook so you might give that a whirl so that you can continue to work through any mindset blocks that are coming up and the last thing that I want to end this episode on is also just thinking about where you are cultivating what you want in your life let me explain so right now you might have goals You might have a goal to hit a certain amount of money per month or to uh, get a certain amount of followers or whatever it is. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with those goals. We'd love to see it. We're striving towards them. You're going to hit them. No questions asked. However, there's also something that's likely more emotional that those goals are also going to fill. You know, I want X amount of money so that I can feel stable and secure and taken care of. I want this amount of money so that I can do fun things and have joy and contentment in my life and not worry. I want these followers so that I can spread my music to people and make an impact, right? So think about the feelings that you want to have that you are looking to cultivate in your life and ask yourself how you can cultivate those feelings without the goal. And I actually had a revelation. I've been practicing this, you know, idea for a while But I had a revelation a a few weeks ago. I was in the dog park with Ziggy and I was throwing a ball, but like kind of just not into it. Like I was not very present. I was feeling annoyed that I had to do it kind of. And I really wanted to go on my phone and look at rugs because I wanted to get a new rug uh, for my bedroom. And I had this thought in the moment where I was like, I am 
creating the life I want to live, but I'm not living the life I want to create. And it really just like jolted me kind of like back into alignment of like, okay, I'm doing all the things where it's like, I want to create a life of abundance and stability and I, where I feel great in my home and it's decorated beautifully. And like, I want to create this. Again, nothing wrong with that vision, but I was doing so much like creating and focusing so much on the things and the journey of getting there and, you know, all that as opposed to really just thinking, what is the life I want to create? Okay, what is it really? Again, it's the joy, contentment, fun, etc. I can live that now. Like, I don't need a rug to fulfill that or I don't need a weight to fulfill that. I don't need to wait for anything. I don't need to wait for a certain amount of money or a certain amount of things or certain circumstances to start to feel these things and to start to live the life that I want to create. And the whole way I'm going to create that life is by starting to live that life. So number one, again, ask yourself, like maybe we can reverse engineer it by thinking about what the goals are, but then think about what the feelings are that you really want. What are those larger feelings that you really want? How do you want to experience life? And then ask yourself how you can start to do that. So if you want to experience life with more fun and contentment, well, what can you do to do that, right? Is it getting out in nature? Does nature make you feel peaceful? Or is it, you know, going, hanging out with friends or just having a movie night and having some fun? Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to cost money. Sure, maybe it's go and, you know, treat yourself a little bit and uh, it'll make you feel like you're really cultivating these feelings. But also, I think it's important to do it in a way that doesn't cost money because you'll realize that you don't need anything else to make these feelings. All you need is you. You are able to cultivate this in your life without looking towards other things or relying on other things. You just sometimes have to dig deep and figure out what it looks like for you, how you kind of can bring these feelings to the forefront. What are things you can do? Might be a little out of your comfort zone of like asking people to hang out or going to a certain thing or whatever it is, but what are things that you can do Maybe it could be painting, right? It could be drawing. Yes, creating music. But again, go beyond what you do for like work (laughs) and go into that play or go into whatever feeling it is that you want to create in your life and make that a regular habit and check yourself. Like every day, every week ask, did I fulfill what I want to create in my life this week? How can I do better? What are some other things I can add to the, you know, fun list or whatever it is to cultivate the feelings that I want and attract those in? So give that a shot (laughs) and do a little audit. Now that you've listened to this episode, ask, how are you taking care of your mind and your body and where can you make some uh, changes or improvements or adjustments so that you are feeling your best every day? And so that you are coming from that place of equilibrium and neutrality so that you just feel like whole and grounded. And when things do pop up on the roller coaster that comes with being an entrepreneur and being on social media too, uh, you feel like you can handle it and you can overcome it and you can move through any obstacles that may come up uh, with grace and you can come out the other side and not feel so scared either about showing up or having a business uh, because you know that you can handle this. And you can, you can handle this. You've got this. So if you feel a little out of alignment now, that's okay. That's okay, you're gonna get back there, but make sure that above anything else, 
you're focusing on you because the goals will not come through if you're not taking care of you. So I'm going to leave it there for this week's episode. One more thing before we hop off, if you haven't already taken the what is your brand DNA quiz, make sure that you go take it now at katiezacardi.com slash quiz and share your results. This is the quiz that you need to figure out what your brand is as a musician. So stop waiting. I don't know what you're waiting for. Go take it. And otherwise, I will talk to you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Out To Be podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, rate and review it on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps us spread the message and get this podcast out to even more women in music. For more information on coaching services, head to katiezacardi.com. See you next week.